the Cookie Monster. It doesn't really, that doesn't make sense because the Cookie Monster is always eating all the cookies. He doesn't give his cookies to anybody else. It's time. For the unresearched opinions of two culturally insignificant dudes. Dude, what do you sound like here on Prozac? I don't know. Oddly enough, this is the Lofac podcast, and you're talking about cookies. I love cookies. Anyway. <clears throat> so the world's going to hell in a handbasket, and we keep on talking about various things that bug us. And People are stupid. It's not really cutting the mustard. You mean the podcast, or... Just no, just constantly stuff in general. Just constantly talking about how crap shit is. Well, yeah, but it's not. It's not like we we're like one of those things where people can listen to us and be whipped up afterwards, right? I hope not. Oh, well, maybe maybe they do. But people are really stupid, huh? Yeah, like all over, I, and I'm not. I'm not excluding myself from the statement, but it just seems like people are really dumb. But anyway, it's getting close to Halloween, so um, in it? in celebration of it, we uh we decided to watch a uh, a horror parody, I guess. Yeah, by Mick G. I was very satisfied. It's not a very good movie. It was disturbing. Disturbingly mediocre. No, it was just really disturbing. You found that movie disturbing? The fact that Samara Weaving is Hugo Weaving's niece. She kind of... I didn't realize that it was that who she was, but you picked up on it. You were like, she looks like Hugo Weaving. I was like, what are you talking about? She does, and I think she's kind of cute, so that's the disturbing. She, she's a bit manly. She's not manly. Her features. No, she just got the weird features that he... he well, not the weird features. She, she's kind of got his eyes. Hugo Weaving looks a little bit like a lizard. That's not very nice. It's true, though. Haven't you ever seen Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? No. I closed my eyes when you when you, uh, when you you played it. Well, Priscilla Queen, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, he does a whole lizard get-up, and he looks like a lizard. I pretended like I was somebody going through um, uh, Sears school and took myself to a different place. Really? <laughs> but it's a good movie. If you say so. I was afraid. I was petrified. Dude, you're going to give me like post-traumatic stress on that. The gay anthem. Is it a gay anthem? Yes. Were they gay or just cross-dressers? Aha! Well, Hugo Weaving was a cross-dresser, but not gay, because he had like a a divorcee wife and son. But everybody else in the movie's gay. Terrence Stamp. Who's the other guy? What's his face? The other Australian guy that was in everything. Mel Gibson? No. Has in the movie with Jim Caviezel. There's a lot of movies with Jim Caviezel. No, about uh, no, he gets wrongly imprisoned. Guy Guy Pierce. Does he get wrongly imprisoned? No. I think we're talking about two different movies. It's a famous fucking novel, historical novel. He escapes prison. He, he gets, he gets like wrongly imprisoned. It's a French prison. What the fuck is it called? Butterfly. No. Are you being are you deliberately playing dumb right now? No, because I was thinking of Angel Eyes, and I was like, no, that guy deserved to be in prison. I need my phone to Google it. No, you need to use your brain. The phones are bad. But I know the movie you're talking about. The fuck is it called? I don't know. Based on a famous book, famous French novelist. Dude, the last famous French novelist that I know of is Alexander Dumas. And his That's son. it. Oh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah! Guy Pierce is the bad guy. What? I don't understand how your brain works. Well, I, I said Jim Caviezel and the Aussie guy. It's a prison break movie historical set in France. I mean, come on. You didn't say set in France. It says this famous French movie. And The Count of Monte Cristo is not a prison break movie. It's a movie about revenge. But he escapes from prison. 
That just adds to the plot of revenge. Dude, you're like my buddy from college when he was talking about movies. You know, that movie with the guy and the thing. And yet you would still guess it. Because my friend's got a weird brain. Mm. I feel like all I'm doing today is eating and drinking. Well, that's because there's no, no cigarettes to smoke. Or I thought you were just kind of doing something for your for your buddy who said you shouldn't be smoking the weed. <laughs> you know, she called it DAC, which is like, I haven't heard it called DAC in 25 years. Well, I've never heard it called that. Uh, I think it might be an Zealand expression. Yeah, but that movie, The Babysitter, it wasn't very good. Nope. And then we compounded that by watching Eliza Schlesinger. So what would you give it out of five stars? Which one? The Babysitter, one and a half. Well, it was kind of entertaining, but it was, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, and then there was the Eliza Schlesinger stand-up, which is... It was disappointing. She was used to be she used to be really funny. Well, she's trying to be political on all sorts of stuff. I don't think politics and comedy are really gel very well together. I don't think politics and entertainment gel very well together, and yet everyone does it. Seems like a recipe for destruct, uh, not destruction, disaster. So anyway, what do you want to talk about? I don't know, but I just wish things were better. Okay. And how does it make you feel? Well, we've been trying to read some books lately that just uh, haven't been cutting the... Well, the books are kind of depressing, bro. Well, that's what you get when you read those books. Well, you're the one that freaking wanted to read them. Well, the one, red-handed, I kind of liked. That's fucking scary. Red-handed is scary. Yeah, but it's par for the course. That's just the way things go. What, that everybody's susceptible, that everybody's corrupted? Corruptible and corrupted? Yeah, I think... uh... I think that you can put people in two camps. Those that aren't corrupted and those who are going to be corrupted? Yeah. Oh, those that aren't yet corrupted? Those who are corruptible and those who are already corrupted. That can't... There's got to be a third camp. No, I think there's just two on that side. What about the, the camp about people that can't be corrupted? I don't think they exist. <sighs> and if they do, they're not living very... Oh, their lives are shit? Fulfilling, they, they don't think that their lives are very fulfilling. That's just fucking depressing, dude. I mean, if we're trying to get people to listen, they listen to this, they're just going to be like, ugh, that's so depressing. Well, it is depressing, but, you know, that's no different from the way things have been ever, and everyone's just got to try and get along somehow. Ugh. So you think that's just what the general malaise and feeling dissatisfaction is, just the fact that things are shit? I think the general malaise has always been around. It's just that that you can do, you can try, and you can try, but actually, I don't know. You don't know what? I don't know a lot of things. It's a terrible start. It is. What other what other things are going on? That's well. There's a new the the guy that's running for mayor, Rick Crusoe, is talking about how he's going to do a whole bunch of stuff to sort out the homeless. I think that's a bit He's of a... He's talking about building houses. I'm like, really? I think that's a bit of a duck. What? A bad... bad? What do you mean a duck? A canard. Like he's not going to do anything? Well, no, no. Um, you know, canard means duck in French, right? Yes. But it also means lie in English. Right. Which is why I called it duck. But I think he might win. That's fine. I just I just don't think that the whole homeless thing is is uh I don't think that's the real issue. Okay. Please explain. Well, I I really think it's just an excuse to try and build more things and make more money. And as soon as as soon as a lot of um a lot of uh housing goes up, the homeless are going to disappear not because they've been housed, but because they've lost their usefulness in the thing. So what's all this housing in it? What's going to become all the housing? What do you mean? Other people will live in it? Probably. We don't need more housing in LA. There's plenty of housing. I don't think so. Are you sure about that? There's a lot of there's a lot of forced undevelopment that goes on here. Oh, to keep prices up? I think I think it's a, I think it's a weird uh, intersection of 
there are groups that don't want much development to go on here for whatever reason, and I'm okay with that. But this whole idea that we need to like live at one with nature, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting there going, you know, please explain yourself. And there's no explanation. What you mean, like not live in a house? I don't know what. I mean, look, there's there's plenty of people that have plenty of theories about how things are going and why things are, and it's all about power, and it's the people that have the power and have the have the have the burritos that don't want to share, and you know, okay, that's fine. I mean, that that's just that's just junk that's been going on and on and on and on. So, you know, everything everything is a is a variation on that theme. People are lonely, so that can that 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 becomes the, the the tool that the totalitarians and the authoritarians use to subjugate people because you know they weaponize the loneliness. All right, but how people, do you weaponize loneliness? Well, there's a couple of books out there that I'm that I'm uh, that are on my list to read about loneliness. Well, about the psychology of totalitarianism. That's a Marius de Smet um, book. You've been hopping on about loneliness a bit lately, though. Um, because I think, I think that's a big, the loss of community is probably a big factor in, in people living, you know, well, in, in people's lives now and all of the, the proposed fixes that, that people jump onto is just kind of BS, you know, this whole idea that the internet and social media will bring people together. I'm just like, that's bullshit. I mean, you know, you, you don't need to be a freaking genius to know that's dumb. Dumb being that's not true. I mean, why would you sit there and think that? Or this whole idea where everyone, every, well, a lot of, a lot of people on their various podcasts talking about how like the whole two weeks thing and everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, that's reasonable. Sit there and say, yeah, two weeks, that'll, you know, if people are willing to do something like that. I'm like, well, if you, the, the the fact that you're willing to do something like that it kinda, took about two weeks to slow the spread. That was the that was the thing that everybody talks about. It was and say, three weeks, wasn't it? Whatever it was, yeah. Whatever it was supposed to be, everybody talks about it like, oh, you know, that's that sounds reasonable, and you know, people are good and they want to try and help, and so that was like a thing that you could try. And I'm sitting there going, why would you? At the time, I was all like, why would you even try that? Yeah, I remember you said it to me. I don't even, you know, I, I, we might have even said it on a podcast, but you know, I'm just, I'm just like, well, why would you do that? Well, it fucked up. It certainly fucked up just everything. You know, the thought, the thought that people would act in a way that would help others. I don't buy it. So do you think the line, the, the, the breakdown of community come, starts with the breakdown of a family? Or do you think it's just because we're living in giant cities now where there's no communities? Well, giant cities have been a thing for a long time. Maybe yes. not as giant as now, but even for their times. That was still giant. I mean, think about Rome or... Rome or, you know, Incan civilizations or Mayan civilizations, Asian civilizations like China. Yeah. Um, so there was probably still commu- plenty of community in these cities then. Well, there kind of has to be. That's that's kind of how we're... That's kind of how we've, we've evolved. That's how we're set up. Things are easier when there's a bunch of you to do stuff. Right. I mean, even, even if you think about the philosophy of fighting wars, that's, that's what it's all about. The army, it's not about, I mean, they, they talk about the warrior ethos and how people are warriors and, you know, junk like that. But the army is about having a whole bunch of guys on one side facing off against a whole bunch of guys on the other side. What does that have to do with community? Well, the whole point is you don't do it by yourself. Okay. Even if you, even if you subscribe subscribe to the evolutionary theory of like there was there was these small family groups that left Africa. There were small family groups. Yeah. And these were groups of a hundred people. Probably all related, right? Well yeah. They go off well, one place. Be, at that point. Well they do say that there's more genetic diversity between two populations in Africa than there are between any two populations around the world. Which is insane. Why is that insane? It just it just kind of throws you th- it throws me through a loop. But it's because one group left and everyone descends from that group, right? I don't know if it was one or a couple. Yeah. But. So people are lonely because there's no, because well, they're staying in their houses and doing nothing? 
I think people are lonely because they have a lot of competition for their time. And it's easy. A lot of stuff is set up now is easy. You're to do that. And they want, and, and the powers that be want people to be lonely. Well, if you, if you look at some people's writings, yeah. I mean, not, I know we already talked about 1984 last week, but yeah, 19, the, the portrayal of 984, everybody, it's just a lonely existence. Everybody has, they basically work and then they're just in their house or at least, at least the, the, uh, what is he called? The, what do we call him? What do we call Winston? What do you mean? What is he called? The, like the, the, the lead character in a book. Is he called the hero? I guess so. The main, the lead, the whatever. No, there's a protagonist. He's the protagonist. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's a lonely dude. Yeah. We're all lonely people. In fact, the only people he kind of connects with are his neighbors and they're fucking annoying. That's pretty true everywhere. I mean, you want to find a group of folks that you want to, that you have a good time hanging out with. Yeah. And, you know, you try to make a community out of that. Well, I think a lot of men suffer particularly, right? Like, there's a lot of men running around who are just not connecting with anybody. And as a result, they're just sitting there just being just angry and frustrated and dissatisfied. And there are a lot of there are a lot of theories as to why. Actually, I was talking to a guy this week that just seemed like a lonely dude, and he was he he always talks to me when I see him, and he was like complaining about we, we got to talking about wokeness, and he was talking about all a lot of the stuff that was going on in his office, like the the uh, what is it the I forget what they call it the the training right the training for for you know about personal pronouns and all that all that jazz and he was saying that uh that he actually lost some work because he was sitting there in a work situation talking about a family member and somebody overheard the conversation like like literally listened in on the conversation took offense at what he was saying about his cousin or something, and then promptly reported him to management. And then uh, management like were like, well, you can't be working over here anymore because of what you said. And I'm like, that's just, like, if, if his story is true, I'm just like, how does, how does that fucking work? What do you mean, how does it work? Somebody in your, somebody you're, you're not communicating, somebody in your office, you're not even, they're not even part of the conversation, but yet they eavesdrop. And then they can take offense at what you're saying to another worker. That seems pretty jacked up. It is. And that's how, that's how you begin to have a structure where there are people at the top who enforce or keep their power because there are people that are sitting there trying to get the morsels by ratting other people out. Well, I, I would not want to work in that kind of an environment. Well, if we're not careful, that kind of environment is going to be worldwide. And I think at that point, everything's going to fall apart. Now, the question is, are you going to be able to outlive that? The, the everything falling apart part? Mm-hmm. That's the whole rationale of why things are the way they are and why they last so long. Well, things just last a long time. Soviet Union lasted, well, according to some, 70 years. According to some, they never went away. <laughs> but, you know, my favorite example is China. It's been the same way for a few thousand years just because they're communists. Just because there's a new type of dynasty that's uh, in charge doesn't mean it was any different from when they had, you know, various imperial dynasties. Yeah. Now... In all those things, people do what they can to, to survive. Sometimes you rat out other folks. Sometimes you decide to get a bureaucratic job. Sometimes, you know, whatever. But the thing that I found that was always kind of, kind of funny queer to me was, is that the people who made, have made and are making loads and loads of money and amassing loads and loads of power 
under a government system, which is how they made that money and power, are now trying to get rid of that system. And, you know, the whole thing is they're not thinking, well, if that system goes away, then, you know, I'm not going to get whatever. It's it's you like about here. Yeah. Anywhere. But here, especially. Well, who's trying to get rid of the government? Well, that the government system in which allowed them to amass. Think about it. Would Facebook have happened during Stalinist Russia? No way. Right. But now that, or any internet, like, like Amazon. Right. Or uh, any of those, uh, the GoPro folks, uh, the cell phone folks. Snapchat. Whatever. None of that stuff, I believe, like Amazon would not have happened, could not have happened anywhere. Except here. Right. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, the owners of those incredibly large companies are really working towards keeping that type of society from going away or keeping that type of society from continuing. So my thing is, you know, if that happens, number one, the only thing that happens is no other people like you become like you. So it could just be a power conserving type of thing. What do you you mean working towards things going away? Hmm? What do you mean working towards things going or making things go away? Trying to change the system so that the system that allowed these... But you mean like entrepreneurial like folks, we, like in the case of Amazon, how we buy and sell things, or like I don't understand, like like what system is, are, are these companies trying to have go away? Like what government? Like like I don't I don't see how Meta or Amazon or any of those guys are trying to make government go away. Like that wouldn't be in their interest. I don't know that they want to make government go away. They're trying to make the type, the form of society, the type of government that's around go away. Yeah, I, don't, I, still, I guess I'm just not getting it. Well, if you have a system where some guy can sit there and write code in their garage and then amass a billion dollars or more uh-huh. based on, you know, free flow of information. Right. Based on... People being able to speak their ideas freely. Ah. Ah. Okay. See, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. I was like... I was like That's fine. Yeah, I was like, I like the system. Don't, don't attack me because you're confused. Because you're talking about the system of government. I'm like, I'm like you're talking about government. I'm like, what is government? You, you're talking about like the... You're talking about like the constitution. I'm talking about the philosophy of various administrations of a government. Right. I mean, well, I don't know that I would call the Constitution a, a philosophy of government, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's what it is, right? It's it's, it's a governing document. It's yeah. the bylaws of right this government, right? This country. Well, you don't like. I, I'm pretty sure it, maybe the maybe our listeners are smarter than me and they totally figured out what you were talking about. Doesn't matter. I mean, I'm talking to you. You don't understand, then you have to ask, and then I just have to explain it better. I mean, that's that's the whole point. But, I, but that kind of is, is counterintuitive. A lot of things are counterintuitive. Like, like It's counterintuitive to not believe in something and yet yell it at the top of your lungs. Which is... Well, it's everybody in this town, that's for damn sure. Well, that's, that's basic, that was basically the ha-ha... Aren't those aren't those idiots really stupid? The thing that people were talking about about the Soviet Union. To get ahead, you had to join the Communist Party. To get ahead in the Communist Party, you had to spout off about how you love Marxist Leninism. Right, very enthusiastic, like more enthusiastically than your neighbor. Write papers and do all this stuff and be very politically acceptable. And to a person, seemed like none of them really believed it because the second they got some power, they all of a sudden got better housing, better food. Right. Better everything. Fucking caviar. Um, Starka. What's that? It's a type of vodka. Oh, that's like the night, the shishi. 
Uh, well, I think Starka was only available if you were a member of the Politburo or Central Committee or something. Right. But, you know, I remember, I remember people, and people talk about how horrible and corrupt it is here when, like, during the Vietnam War, where senators and very rich and powerful people kept their kids from going to war. Yeah. And they did in the Civil War, too. Oddly enough, during the Vietnam War, High-ranking officials in the North Vietnamese government had all their kids go on exchange programs to learn in Russia. Right. And not serve in the army. Right. Or whatever. So it's the same. People are, well... So... People are the fucking same. It's the systems of government that are different. No, the systems of government are still the same. Well, nobody has a constitution like America. No, that's I, not, well, that's that's no, implemented. They, they all have constitutions yeah, like America. Nobody's implemented like like America. And uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but someone said that we this this type of government that we have, this is the longest lasting one. That's only it's only two hundred and two hundred and almost fifty years, two hundred forty some odd years. Yeah, I know. So, but you know, I don't know. I don't know the way things that. The way things are being handled right now, or not handled, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in America. Well, that's that's the whole point. There are a lot of people sitting there talking about how awful it is. The, the many teams, the many groups are talking about how things are so awful and things need to change. And the only diff- and the difference in it is people are like, oh, it needs to change a certain way. And this this is the point that that um, that I always have take great offense to and that's this whole idea of you know what's best for the most people everybody says that I've said it who cares yeah because everyone really cares about what's best for them but they just don't say that well chances are most people are going to be most people are going to be in the majority so So the real question is what's best for the majority Unless you're not a person that's... In the majority. Yeah. What do you do then? You're screwed. I don't know. Are you really? Um, a, lot, a lot of times, yeah. I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're in a strictly enforced type of society, like if you're gay in a forced heterosexual society... That's pretty messed up. You, I mean, yeah, it's bad. It can be. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just like you not getting jobs. I mean, there were there were times where people were put in prison, people were burned alive, people were killed, whatever. Yeah. And when I when I say whatever, I don't I'm not trying to 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 be flippant about it. I'm just saying the whatever is all sorts of things could have happened. Yeah, bad things. But to to take it to a to a level of okay, well then we're going to overcompensate and, you know, let that let that small minority be in charge. That's not good either. I mean, then you got Rose Pierre and the French Revolution. So what do you think is going to happen here? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. But the world's going to keep on turning, and unless we kill ourselves off, people are going to still people are going to still keep on complaining and keep on trying. And there's going to be a small percentage of people that, at the very top, that enjoy a whole lot more than they have any right to. I'm pretty sick of, um, but that that's the funny thing that don't change. I'm sick of like like I'm I'm getting sick of talkback radio. Oh yeah, and the guys on talkback radio because all they ever say is meh, 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 meh. this is terrible. We need to do something. We need to do something. And I'm like, you ain't doing shit. Oh Except sure they are. It, well, they're getting paid a whole lot of money to say this stuff. That's what they're doing. But that's they found their niche. But they're not doing like they're not doing anything. They're just putting their. I mean, I guess they're putting their ideas out there. Well, I. Well, I guess unless unless it is part of your 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 philosophy, and I'm probably offending a whole lot of people now by saying this because like a lot of people they they love these guys they love these personalities because they're like you're doing something you know and I'm like well are they maybe maybe not but I just totally lost my train of thought so it doesn't really matter 
But, you know, this, oh, now I remember. So unless you have this idea that really what you're supposed to do is to like, you know, make life better for somebody else. I don't see how. It doesn't seem like it's in the American psyche, though. Like that doesn't seem like an American thing. What, make life better for somebody else? Yeah. Sure it is. Be helpful? Well, be helpful, but I mean, like, you think of a culture like Japan, right? Where you, where you're supposed, where it's supposed to be about the emperor, the emperor or the good of the country. No, it's about whatever. the emperor. It's about not you. Not you. Yeah. Whereas America is about you. I think that's a much better way to live. So you can be about you, but you can also be about the collective society. In terms of what? The good of society. Sure. Because the good of society is what's essentially good for you. Okay. In authoritarian countries, what's good for society is what's not good for you. Right. It's good for somebody else. <laughs> That's great. And it's a it's a weird it's a weird dichotomy. I have I have much trouble with that. I come from a culture that's very hierarchical. That's very much about helping the group, but generally the group is your family, so you kind of got some investment in it. And you're like, oh, that's all right. But, you know, to sit there and try to extend that circle out to where, like, it's good for everybody else but you. Well, I don't know. Well, the only way to do that is if, if you have a whole uh, an environment of fear. Well, really, the uh, supposedly the way to do that is to make people incredibly lonely and break their psyche and then say, come here, you belong. And now you give something you give the, you give them something to believe in and be a part of, and because they were so incredibly lonely in the first place, they're like, "I'm all in." Yeah, I want my country to be the best. I mean, that's supposedly the way North Korea kind of works, and I'm just like, "That's not some place I want to live." I don't know. I don't even want to live there as as a person at the top. No. No desire. Only because even though you're surrounded by all kinds of great stuff, you got to be pretty pretty politically ruthless and uh, willing to kill people. Anybody that challenges you. Yeah. I mean, the current family, the current guy killed somebody who was his half brother, but you know, but that half brother might as well have been a stranger. Yeah. You know, it's like being, it's like being one of the, one of the many children of the emperor. They poisoned him in an airport, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I saw the footage. It was pretty horrific. Well, I, I, I remember hearing about what happened his last moments. I was like, that's just not very good. Well, no, you know, he just, he came here, he was disoriented, he passed out, he defecated, and then he died. I was like, mm, I don't know. I mean, as much as, as much as going to the bathroom and defecating feels very good. I mean, he was basically running, right? So why would you kill him? Uh, well, because there was a possibility that he, that other factions would get behind the guy. That's why, that's why, uh, that's why. Those aristocratic things I, I'm not into. Yeah. You know, you got you got people that have equal or just as good of claims to the seat of power, i.e. the throne. So you got all the peripherals who want power. You know, you, you put forth your, your favorite candidate so that you can go up. Happens in everyone. It happens in every in every one of those societies. England. I mean, there's a civil war fought over that. Yes, yeah, true. And both of those, both of those groups had just as strong of a claim to be the king. You talking about the Tudors and the Windsors? No, I'm talking about the War of the Roses. It was even before the Tudors. They were the families. Uh, I think they were they were descended from Henry the Second. Oh, the Plantagenets and the. Well, the Plantagenets are that that that's the family. Oh, that's all of them. Uh, yeah, Henry the, the. It was it was it was various people. Who were so it wasn't it wasn't descendants. Night. They were descendants of Henry the Second. Um, so they're all brothers. They, they, they all they all they all they all could trace their lineage to sons of Henry the Second. Okay. And Tudors was another family that could trace the lineage, except it was through a, it was through a matrilineal line. Okay. Um. The Windsors are actually the Hanoverians from a German line. So I guess, I guess some king's daughter married a German prince and, you know, when there was no male heir. And the Hanoverians are, it's, it's, it's all the current 
Well, it's George, King George the First. That's all the current royal family. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because George first, second, third, he had kids. There was somebody had a daughter, so all of his sons were just out with their mistresses. Uh, the woman who was supposed to be the who was probably going to be the queen ended up dying in childbirth or something. I can't remember. And so then everybody was in a mad rush to get married and have kids. And I forget who Queen Victoria's father was, like the Duke of Clarence or something, but he was one of the kids. She got born. She got, uh, she was, she was going to be in line. So everybody was like, okay, everything's cool. And then she married, uh, Sax Cobra Gotha. Right. And then they changed their name to Windsor during World War One. Right. Wow. History lesson. Sort of. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't because of school. I just, all that I learned while trying to avoid schoolwork. <laughs> I just know that Victoria didn't do shit about everybody starving in fucking Ireland. <clears throat> what was she, what, what do you mean? She should have done something. Well, by, at that point, it was a, it was pretty set that, that the, that the English monarch was not an absolute monarch, so really not much she could do, number one. And, you know, it was all the people around, the various lords and ducks and all those folks who had their estates in Ireland who were exporting all the food to England and killing off and letting the people in their on their tenant farms starve to death. And their millions, or a million. Well, you know... Oh, and, and that's that's the last thing I think I think we can talk about, not the not the potato famine, but the whole idea that you can hold someone accountable for somebody else's misdeeds. I'm big on it. Don't get me wrong. Right, you wrong me, I want to get to you and everyone you've ever met. But is that on a personal level, on a personal emotional gut level, yeah, I think that's okay. But if you actually have the power to do that, should you? Hold someone accountable for someone else's misdeeds? Yeah. That doesn't seem very fair. Well, that's what's happening now, right? There's a whole, And it's been happening in, in this country. The, 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 the biggest, the easiest thing to point out would be slavery. Yeah. And, and the... Of course, they're saying, in order to get around that, they're saying it's a continuing thing. So, yeah, there's somebody else way back in the past that has, that maybe perpetrated, you know, the bad deeds. Mm-hmm. But the whole, the whole point of it, it seems like, is like, well, if you've, if you've benefited from it, then you're also culpable. When? Whenever. Like 200 years ago. Whatever. If you, if you have benefited, that, that's the, that's the line of reasoning that I, that I read once about, yeah, slavery did happen a couple of hundred years ago and you might not have personally had anything to do with it as a Caucasian person or whatever. But if you're benefiting now, then you're benefiting from that. So what are you going to do? You're going to go back and find out who's the descendant of the, well, LA County did that, right? They, they sat there and, and are like, there's a there's a piece of land that was taken or some, I, I can't remember what it was, but a, a family lost some prime real estate in Redondo, I guess in the 20s or 30s or something or whatever it was. And so the county gave it back to their descendants and are now leasing huh. it from them. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know the full story of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, you know, but but that I believe. OK, that's that's. All right, you got that. But when you, when you, cause, cause also on top of that, there's a whole lot of, of people right now talking about how, like, if something is impure at the beginning, then, you know, it's wrong now. And that was, that's the, that's the, that's the line of argument against Thomas Jefferson, Washington, all of the quote unquote founding fathers who owned slaves and how, like, you know, that's why you need to get rid of their statues and blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, don't, and I don't mean to be dismissive of by saying blah blah blah. It's just I don't want to yada yada. Just say yada yada yada. Whatever. But then then the then there's like the, the counter argument of well okay, then how do you reconcile your full force uh, support for abortion? 
I'm not saying one or the other is correct. I'm just saying, should we hold, do you have to be logical in your reasoning to the point where, okay, if you put forth this argument of how, like, you know, things started in a bad way, so then now it's forever tainted. Yeah, lo- logically. <clears throat> logically. Then, so... You know, abortion started with Margaret Sanger and, uh, what's it called? Uh, Planned Parenthood? She started Planned Parenthood, but it's no, called but eugenics. Eugenics, yeah. So... But even, even, and that's just an example, but, you know, so just talking in the terms, like, okay, so if something, if something was was started in an evil way, quote, what we consider evil now or bad or incorrect, whatever, then should that, should that be applied? That line of reasoning should, should that be applied to what you believe in? Yes. Well, there's going to, if so, then there's going to be a whole lot of, there's, there's nothing's clean, but it's, but the funny thing is, it's it's never going to be that way though. What do you mean? Well, there's those people that are on one side of things. They're never they're gonna never gonna take that view to something that they don't believe in. Well, then if if if, if they if, believe in something, even if it's got a bad start or if it's if it's corrupted or well, then I would submit that they never believed in what they say they believe in the first place. They're just using that as a tool to amass more whatever for them. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. And in that in that sense, why should they be supported? The quick answer is because it helps me. But that's not a that's not a that's not an emotionally fulfilling answer. Right, so you gotta dress it up somehow and change it around. I find that kind of strange. Do I do it? I probably have. But there's a big difference between me and someone who's got, like, the reins of power. Doing that. Which is the reins of power. (laughs) Right? That's the only difference. I can sit here, I can sit here in my cubbyhole and just talk about how, oh, I've been wronged by so-and-so. I hate every single person that that person's ever met. I hate the country that person's from. I want to lay waste to them easy for me to say because number one I'm venting and number two when faced with that possibility would I do it I don't think so it would have to be I don't even know I think you'd have to be incredibly disturbed I was going to say a sociopath well a sociopath I believe is incredibly disturbed (laughs) they might not have come out that way as I understand the term sociopathy. See, I don't, like, when I think about China, I don't think of the people in China or Chinese people that I interact with. I think of the regime of China. Yeah, but uh, the people from China grew up there, who grew up there, they, they've been influenced. It's, I mean... Cause, am I going to blame them for, for the fact that they live in a under essentially a totalitarian regime where they've been essentially brainwashed? Uh, no, but I'm going to blame them for getting out of there and then acting the same way in a, in a totally different place. Yeah. If, 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 that, if those actions tend to hinder me, I mean, we've, we've actually observed people who grew up in Soviet, in the Soviet Union, and the way they act. Yes. And most of the time, we just find it kind of comical. I'm just like, really? Right? You find it very comical how when someone... When, when well, someone, always, the Russians are always trying to get one over on you. Well, the people that have grew up, they're not necessarily Russian, right? I mean, the Soviet Union was many countries. Well, yeah, but the people from there, they're always, they come from an environment where everyone's trying to get one over on everybody else. Yeah, because that's kind of how you, that's kind of so what you did to get by. when you deal with them in a business context, that's always the way they behave. But that's not just there people from India, people from places where there's loads of competition and loads of corruption, then that's kind of what happens. And then they, they, they come to a place where it's not as acceptable to be that enthusiastically self-interested. Right. <laughs> gauche, I'd call it. It is. I mean, it's gauche. I mean, I've observed that at a, at a, 
just a small level. Well, yeah, I mean, that's in context, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you? And some people, some people who have not grown up that way act that way because it's actually kind of helpful. I suppose. Yeah, I guess it is. Right, it's like the prisoners... Just to act completely self-interested all the time. Right, but all that really does is affect the people around you and the people inter- that interact with you, and then they act that way. But then again, like I said, things move at a glacial pace in life. So are you going to be able to, to be around when the music stops and everything goes to pot? And those people are counting on the fact that yeah, no, it's not. They're counting They'll on the be fact gone before the music stops. They're counting on the fact that they can they can lie, cheat, and steal. Eh, they can act a certain way that is enthusiastically self interested before anybody else catches on and does that to them. And if you think about it, well, that's a lot of. Well, no, if you think about it, chances are, look, if if I am a con. Chances are that I'm going to run out of marks before I die are pretty small. <laughs> Unless, right, in this country, Unless in this... everybody's a con. In this state, in this country, anywhere. Like, pick a, pick a city anywhere in the world. Let's go with Auckland. Okay. Let's say I get dropped in Auckland, New Zealand, and I decide that I'm going to be a shyster, and I'm pretty good at it. And I'm able to just con folks out of stuff and just get stuff because I'm enthusiastically self-interested. Am I going to run out of people to use up before it catches up with me? No, because there's always new people coming along. Well, how many people live in Auckland? About 1.3 or 1.4 million. So a, a quarter of the country of New Zealand lives in one city? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so so there's that, right? But let's say, let's say, let's say I go to a town of 50 people. Right. Now, there are towns with, I don't know. The, the well, there are, town, there are towns here with 50 people. Yeah, but let's say I. I There's small towns. In yeah, so let's, go, let's say I go to a town it's of like 50 a people. Thousand, let's say a few thousand You're people. keeping me from, from completing my thought. All right. <laughs> but, okay. if, but if I go to a town of like 50, 20, 30 people, I am not going to, to, to be able to keep that up because I'm going to run out of marks. Right? Yeah. And everybody's going to be like, that guy's fucking... If there's only 50 people, I'm going to run out of marks in, a, in less than a year. Let's say that I can meet 100 people a year. Yeah. Right? But in a place with a million people? Shit. And so that's the thing. And the thing that we kind of have to decide as a group or not, my little community has decided this. We're not going to, we're, we're, we've taken up the, um, a kind of, uh, a, uh, what's the word? A variation of, uh, West Point's honor code. Okay. You know, we do not lie, cheat, or steal, nor tolerate anyone among us who does. I like that. Yeah. So that's, that's the way my community, our community acts. Mm-hmm. Except it's not, we don't lie, cheat, and steal. We're more of a, we're more of a Robert Rogers Rangers type. Yeah. Of your, group. your place is not the place for people to be coming in and stirring up shit. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand when people come in. I'm like, it doesn't go well. So, you know, I think I think things can get better. Things can be relatively insulated, right? You get like 40 people that, that or five people that, that you're not related to that treat each other right, decently. And then, you know, maybe more people hear about that and say, hey, that, that group treats each other decently. Let's go. Let's go hang out with them. Yeah. Now, are you going to be able to live to see the fruits of that? Taking over the state, the county, the city you live in? Probably not. Not because there's too much corruption. Well, no, no, no. Just, there's just not enough time. Oh. As a person, your lifespan is not long enough to oh. see the change. I was just thinking that it's just because there's just, at a, at a higher level, there's, there's too much corruption to fucking root out. Oh, there's, there's, that's not the point. Your point is not to root out corruption. Why not? The point. Well, the point is to try and have a little little spot where there's not that much corruption. Being corrupt is always going to be a temptation because it's just there's too much to be gained, and you can't. Uh, 
So all you can do is minimize corruption then? Yeah. In others. The only, the only, the only place that you can root out corruption is within yourself. And being the type of person that has lost the fight against, I'm not going to have a double cheeseburger and a, and a, and an ice cream at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> or, you know, I'm not going to have that cigarette or I'm not going to eat that chip or watch that bedtime or whatever. I've lost that battle. I lose that battle daily. <laughs> I don't know if I call that corruption though. I mean, I guess you that mean, that correcting your body that in and of itself is not corruption, but that impulse, yeah, can lead to corruption. Yeah, when faced with that, right? If you yeah. can't, if you can't keep yourself from not whatever, mm-hmm. how are you going to keep yourself from not like you know netting millions of dollars? Yeah, other people have got to do that to you to keep you from doing that. Yeah. And those people aren't going to do that because they're going to be like, well, now that that guy is not getting those million dollars, it's like the old joke, right? This is the old joke that see, I. See, there's not going to be like, see, it's not going to work then, you're saying. I don't know if it is or it isn't. I'm just saying uh, it's, it's, that's like, my joke is, you know, guy goes into a, goes into a, a, a hotel and asks for a room, and the clerk is like, we don't have any vacancies. And the guy's like, well, if the president of the United States came here looking for a room, would you have a vacancy? He's like, well, yeah, we'd have a vacancy for him. He's like, well, I want his room. <laughs> but that's, that's the whole point about the corruption, right? You want to, you want to keep someone else from getting corrupted, from get, from taking millions of dollars or thousands of whatever, or just whatever, right? Uh huh. But when you keep that out of the hands of someone else, the first thought that happens is, well, now that I kept him from getting it, why shouldn't I get it? I'm not going to do anything bad with it. Exactly. All right, well, it's been tough, so. And we don't really have anything tasty lined up. I know. We got soup. And, you know, Christmas movies are starting. Uh, I think we should wait. Anyway, thank you for uh, tuning in, and please give us some suggestions about stuff to talk about, because we're, we're, we're starting to. We're starting to get to the dregs. Just email us at lifefactpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram. Just uh, hit us up in any of those places. Because the only the only other option is for us to get drunk and then turn on the microphone and then... Or you can make comments on our SoundCloud feed. Ooh. Yeah. People very rarely if ever do that, but please do. Thank you.